In a world where NASA will hold a press conference on UFOs they already told us they're tracking, then say UFOs don't exist. In a time where you can't get a date if you own an Android phone, but you can download an AI-generated girlfriend on that Android. Let's get back to the basics of weird. This is Strange Shenanigans. Your host, the Baroness of Boogeyman, is... And I, her co-host, the perpetrator of pessimism, am Stan. What are we talking about today, Ashley? Well, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I am talking about female cult leaders today. Ooh. I'm tired of the men getting all the attention, per usual. Right. So we're going to talk about these ladies that started some pretty crazy things. <laughs> Turns right. out we're just as messed up as you are. Right. I'm going to talk about... The uh, Kasha House Legend of Hawaii. The, the Kasha House Legend? Yeah. All right. It's just called Kasha House, but it's a legend. So I added legend. So it's obviously real. Yes, it's obviously real. <laughs> Am I starting it off? Yeah, kick us off. All right. There are some great stories that will remain a mystery just because it is, it is missing a depth of information. Whether that's because it was a fluke, improperly investigated, or intentionally buried, it leads to some wild speculation. I found two stories from Hawaii that do just that. One being a news article in a local Hawaiian newspaper, and the other being an editorial, both from Kamaki, Honolulu. The first article refers to the infamous Kasha House. Kasha being an old-world Japanese demon who was believed to be brought to the area by the violent death of a Japanese kamikaze pilot who crashed in the area. Hmm. Kasha directly translates to fire cart, the name derived by, by the be- large being who accompanied by the flames of hell when it reveals its true form to seek out fresh human corpses. <laughs> so romantic. In hiding, it is believed to take the form of a common house cat. It is believed there true form is only seen during funerals where they snatch the corpse to bring it to hell for punishment. Oh my Lanta! <laughs> Though the stories are connected to the Kasha in title, the mysterious force that exi- exerts its strength on the victims in these stories seems to hold little resemblance to traditional Kasha. The first story comes to us from the Honolulu Star only a handful of months after Pearl Harbor. On August 13th, 1942. Huh. Headline, Police Called to Shoot Ghost from Kam- Kamuki. I I apologize if I pronounce anything wrong. Yeah, but they were called to shoot a ghost? Like, that's to the headline? To shoo, to scare him away. Oh, not, to shoo not, a ghost. No tea. Yeah. To... Well, that's just as, mm-hmm. like, weird of a headline, actually. That's probably weirder. Kawana, Hawaii's own witchcraft, brewed evil... Oops. Brood evils again Wednesday night, dispelling old-timers' hopes that the war had stilled it. Answering a Kamuki near-riot call at 1.25 a.m., Police Sergeant Mosley K. Cummins and Patrolman Robert Ansith found a Hawaiian boy, 10, and his two sisters, 18 and 20, shrieking on a sofa. The mother, besides shrieking, was waving tea leaves and sprinkling Hawaiian salt to ward off the ghost. At 10 p.m., she said, her son had detected the odor of ghosts. Angry at being found out, the spirits first attacked him, then began repeated attempts to strangle his sisters, she said. 
My husband who left me is to blame, the mother added. <laughs> After a one and a half hour struggle, police and family yielded the home to the Kuluna and retreated at 3 a.m. to the mother's sister's home. As they left and sleepless neighbors gave thanks, the mother turned on Sergeant Cummins, Look, you have goose pimples too. Goose pimples in Hawaiian, I found out. It's called chicken flesh. <laughs> I love that. Right? That's way better than goose pimples. Because gooses don't have pimples. Okay. The second story is an ed- editorial from Halloween 1972. Its timing leaves us to wonder if the merits of the story are true. But it has similar circumstances and... Uh, where I the source I found this from claims that there are consistent police reports with 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 this story. Okay. A police officer in a patrol car in Kamuki got a late night call from three girls sharing a house, which the neighboring neighborhood considered haunted. The girls heard strange noises of someone moving around and talking. And one of the girls said she felt a hand on her arm. They decide to spend the rest of the night at Papakulia with the mother of one of the girls and wanted the policeman to follow them there. The girls got into their car, the officer got into his, and they drove down Wayali Avenue. Suddenly the girl driving pulled her car into the Oasis Cafe parking lot. The policeman later wrote in his report that the girl in the middle of the front seat was fighting off someone who could not be seen but who was strangling her. Oh. He jumped out of his car and reached into the girl's car to help. In retelling the story, the officer said a big, strong, calloused hand that could not possibly belong to a teenage girl grabbed my arm and twisted it. I radioed for assistance. The answering officer was prepared for a parking lot fight, but not for a ghost. There's a ghost in that car, he told me, and he was white as a sheet. The girls were hysterical. I told the girl who had been choked to get into the police car and the other two to follow us to the street they were going to. As soon as she got into the car, the motor died. Oh. It wouldn't start up again. He put her back into the girl's car and the other officer tried the motor and it immediately started. The two cars drove about five yards and suddenly the door of the girl's car flew open and the same girl fell out onto the road. Holy. Again, she was tearing at her throat as if someone was choking her. Together, the two policemen were not strong enough to pull her hands away. The Hawaiian police sergeant urgent, ran into the Oasis Cafe and came out with a handful of Hawaiian salt and a glass of water, which he sprayed on everybody. Calm was immediately restored. It's something my grandmother told me. I never tried it before, the officer explained. It sends the ghosts away. Huh. Freaky. Right? I do... I do. I do like that even though one, you know, is not really verifiable because it's a Halloween editorial, it has the same elements. Yeah, it really Mm -hmm. does. So, uh, a good look and perspective you can read on this topic is that of a local blog, Mysteries of Hawaii. That's where I found a lot of this information, and he supports a lot of the information with actual newspapers and such. It has some skepticism and some speculation but when I hear folklore and urban legends, I always prefer to hear the perspective of people from the actual area. Right. The true Kasha house is long gone. But just from the comment sections and a little digging into the interwebs, 
You can find multiple follow-on stories that all re revolve around the same area of Kamuki. Mysteries of Hawaii even reporting that at least one person per household has had some type of paranormal experience. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I wonder what that's all about. Well, you think about it. it it's, it's, it's a land that's been inhabited for, you know, ever. Ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah, and, you know, by uh, a, a strong and religious people. That's that's really true. You know, so you never know. I mean, people claim all the time that ghosts are connected to Christian beliefs, but what if there's also ghosts connected to other religious beliefs or other past oh religious beliefs that don't really exist anymore? Yeah, exactly. That would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That's kind of freaky. We'll be right back with Ashley's stories. All right, I've got a list of some female cult leaders. Ooh. I know. Ladies night. Exactly. <laughs> so I love a good documentary. My favorite documentaries are about cults. I have a weird obsession, which uh, maybe could be concerning to the people around me, <laughs> but I have a really weird obsession with cults. And the other night, we were watching... Um, the HBO documentary, the cult about that crazy lady with the hair, the weight loss Christian cult. Oh, yeah. Yep, Gwen yep. Shembley. That's yep, it. That's we are it, watching yep. Miss Gwen. And that got me to thinking, um, where are all the other female cult leaders? They're out there. I mean, the only other female cult leader I've really ever heard about, and she wasn't really a leader, was um, Heaven's Gate. You remember watching Heaven's well, Gate? Well, in reality, she... I, from what I remember, she started out as the leader, and then as she got older, progressing onto her death, she was no longer the leader. Right, right, and he really let and it. He, and he he took it to the next level. Yeah, he yeah. let it and finished it for mm -hmm. them. So there, there really aren't... I didn't think there was anyone out there, but there are. What? So we're going to start with this beautiful lady. Actually, I couldn't find many pictures of her, but anyway... <laughs> This is Clementine Barnabet. Clementine's such a nice name, too. Right? She was born in 1894, and she started the Church of the Sacrifice. Yikes. Which was a voodoo cult. Ooh. The group was believed to be behind 35 murders. The cult believed that riches could be obtained through human sacrifice. She confessed to 17 murders. More modern research suggests that some of the cult's murders could have been done by copycats. Regardless, Clementine holds the title of the first, quote, black female serial killer, according to Wikipedia, Google, Distractify, among others. So, uh, there you go. There's your title, Clementine. <laughs> it's not really the one you want. <laughs> so now we're in the 60s. Where, you know, cults were just all the Everywhere. rage. Yeah. But this one, um, we're, I'll, I'll definitely be doing an episode about because I've become weirdly obsessed with her now. <laughs> her name is Anne Hamilton uh, Byron. But Anne led the cult called The Family. Yeah. I know, right? It's so cool. In Australia in the 60s. 
and I have to say she is gorgeous. She had quite the following with her yoga teachings and commune-like lifestyle and the fact that she was able to heavily influence people from the local psychiatric center. Ah. Yeah, there you go. So when when you watch these documentaries, you're always like, how do people get into it? They're too smart. Well, They're, they're normal people. No, they're right? not. <laughs> she went right to the crazy house in the 60s. Not yeah. like now, yeah. in the 60s. She also started by teaching yoga to well-off rich women. And she convinced her followers that she was the second coming of Jesus. Of course she did. Because as we all know, that is the best way to legitimize your cult. LSD was a part of her cult initiation. And many members of her cult gifted her their children. Ew. Yes, you heard that right. She fully adopted 14 children. And I don't know, somehow that wasn't a red flag to Australia. 14 children in one woman's name and she cared for about 30 children all together a majority of them reported physical and emotional abuse in the cult all the boys and girls all the girls had the same haircut all the boys had the same type of haircut they all wore the same outfits and had violent punishments and all lived in the same house together where they rarely were able to leave the cult wasn't broken up till 1997. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, I, from what I remember, Australia was kind of a hot spot for the the new wave spiritualism and uh, new wave Christianity yes, uh, cults. Yes, they were. Yeah, because there was, there was another one that we watched recently, the, the yoga cult there. Yep. And uh, a lot of the people in that documentary were, uh, were Australian. Were Australian. Yep. Now we have Terry Hoffman. She was the leader of Conscience Development of Body, Mind, and Soul based in Dallas, Texas. (laughs) Terry claimed to be an expert in hypnosis, the afterlife, meditation, and metaphysics. Metaphysics. Right? She was so great at convincing and manipulating people that she convinced all her wealthy followers to take out life insurance policy that made her the benefactor. Once a policy was official and it was a proper amount of time, those followers always seemed to mysteriously die. Oh, how nice. Good old Terry. Very convenient. I love this next lady. Uh, Valentina D'Andrade, sure, was the 1980 leader of Superior Universal Alignment UFO. (laughs) Yep. And I'm pretty sure there's a special man behind the wrath of this lady because she preached to her future followers that she received a message from aliens asserting that all male children born after 1981 were evil and needed to be sacrificed to the alien overlords. Jesus Christ. Yep. And her cult is responsible for the death of 19 boys that we know of. Three men that were members of the cult, one of which was a doctor, were arrested. But Valentina has been lucky enough to flee to Argentina. Believe it or not, it appears that she is still hosting this cult in secret in Argentina. That's fucked. So when you Wikipedia this lady, her, um, you know, the year and date she was born, then there's the dash where, you know, she dies, and there's a question mark. Because it doesn't appear that she's died, and you look up her name... That's, uh, what was her name? Valentina D'Andrea, whatever, dot com is all about the stuff she's done. Like, there's this one person who barely knows how to make a website is still trying to get justice. 
and it lists all the horrible things she's done. And she's still out there in Argentina. Preaching about what the aliens told her. So whoever pissed her off, uh, she was the wrong lady to do wrong. I love this next lady so much. And this isn't one of the cults you get a cool documentary about because it's evil. But um, Uriel of Uranus was born (laughs) as Ruth Norman. But that's a pretty boring name. So Uriel is the re was the reincarnated Confucius and Mona Lisa. Oh, I know. Both of them. She helped founded the Uranus Academy of Science. Still exists, based in Southern California, which is a nonprofit somehow. Because it's a religion, Ashley. This isn't a doom and gloom cult, though. It is a fabulous cult with fabulous, crazy outfits and a worship for aliens. And Nicholas Tesla. <laughs> it was founded in 1954 in L.A. And it has a headquarters in El Cajon, California. They claim to work to advance a new interdimensional science of life based upon fourth dimensional physics principles. Uranus has centers in Canada, New Zealand, Nigeria, United Kingdom, and throughout the United States. Unitarians believe in the immortality of the soul and that all people have been reincarnated many times. They also believe that the solar system was once inhabited by ancient interplanetary civilizations. They claim space brothers who will come from the the stars in 33 spaceships to improve humanity. And they even have a 67 acre site in California for the 33 ships, they have a sign in everything. It's so cool. <laughs> this is Welcome Brothers. It's amazing. This cult still exists, but since um, our beautiful Lady Ruth died, it shares leadership in lieu of one single leader. And you need to look Ruth up. Her outfits are amazing. Oh Big hats, poofy dresses. She, fabulous. <laughs> Our last cult leader that I wouldn't have known existed if it wasn't for a tiny article written by Yahoo News. So thank you, Yahoo. Still relevant. Our our newest cult leader is still going, and I agree with the articles I was reading for research. This definitely is what the future of cults are. Teal Swan, that's not a Christian given name, Mm -hmm. but Teal Swan is a YouTube star who claims to specialize in preventing you from committing suicide. Oh, how nice. Yep. She is a spiritual teacher who claims to be the proper alternative to doctors and psychologists because she knows more. She can sense what all your organs are doing at any given time, and she is an expert in recovered memory therapy. Teal is one the world is watching right now because all the cults we know and love and watch every documentary about They live together, travel together, and immerse together. But Swan's cult, but not cult, is all online and targets depressed people, a group of people who already self-isolate. If you Google suicide, she pops up on the first page. She's also making a killing on her online gift shop, selling her own art, clothing, and retreats. Sound familiar? She also has been caught saying she has the tools to start a cult. But never would. Again, does this phrase sound familiar? She says, you know, I'm just really great. I don't have a cult, just a group of friends who think I'm great. 
But I don't believe Swan should be targeted. I think this is the future of cults. And there are many of Teal Swans out there that are real and more extreme. That influencer who we were just talking about in Strange News who turned herself into an A-robot. You remember her for Lonely People? Mm-hmm. That's a cult right there. The more documentaries I watch about cults, the more it seems that influencers really are the new cult leaders. Teal's not the only one who can convince sad people how fabulous she is. Give her money and she'll fix you. Society is worshipping and believing anything a person who has 2 million followers says and will buy anything they tell them to. Getting money out of you? That's one of the biggest steps in a cult. The cults that get attention involve murder, but there are more cults out there that are just manipulation. So in hindsight, cults are on the rise and in the prime of their life right now. I'd have to concur with you on that one. It's very clear that uh, the influencers of today have just like this overarching grasp on people's day-to-day life. Like there's teenagers that are just so desperate and grown adults who are so mm-hmm. desperately obsessed with what these people who have no bearing on their life are doing. It's insane. The main thing to be a cult leader, you need money and you need power. Yep. You need influence. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, right there that tells me that cults are hugely on the rise right now. And just like every cult in the world, it's going to take a really long time for people to, one, realize it. And second, to bring them down. Because it's incredibly hard to bring down a cult. Right. all seen the documentaries. We've well, all listened to the podcast. We've all read the immunity, books. immunity, you know, from, from... And look at Scientology. The government. Nothing can bring down Scientology. Well, and it's e- shocking. Even even Tom Cruise's public persona can't bring down Scientology. Exactly. And he's a fucking nutbag. It's crazy. So, you know what? Influencers are, are the new cult leaders. Right. I just think of it. And you know what? As women, great, represent. It seems to be a very female dominated career but i didn't know that's the attention we wanted right (laughs) news to me i guess us women we you know demand feminism and we demand equality and we want to move forward in the world and we're now the new wave of cult leaders so unfortunately it's going to be a long time before we see what actually comes breaking that glass ceiling right we broke the glass ceiling and now I don't know, in 20, 30 years, I'm going to have some great new TV to watch all about this. (laughs) Okay, we'll be coming right back at you in a second with a uh, little little bit about the starseeds. Have you heard of the starseeds, Ashley? Oh, let's see it. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, this comes to us from theconversation.com, okay? Starseeds, psychologists on why some people think they're aliens living on Earth. There's a new group of people on Earth who believe they're aliens. Star people, or starseeds, are individuals who believe they have come to Earth from other dimensions to help heal the planet and guide humanity into the Golden Age, a period of great happiness, prosperity, and achievement. It might sound a little crazy, but an internet search for the term brings up over 4 million results. 
when there are scores of people posting videos on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook who believe they originate from another world. Indeed, content with the term hashtag starseed has over 1 billion views on TikTok. Unlike Earth souls, you know, us gross Earth people, <laughs> who are said to have to reincarnate on Earth, starseeds believe they have reawakened from another planet to be born here. Starseeds believe they are conduits between divine realms and the Earth, and that they can transport between galaxies via meditation. Starseeds also believe they can, com com can communicate in light language, a form of communication that is said to bypass human limitations and be the language of the soul. The idea is widely credited to the author Brad Steger, who wrote prolifically about the unknown and was keenly interested in alien life and extraterrestrials. In his 1976 book, The Gods of Aquarius, Steger introduced his notion that some people originate from other dimensions. Well, you know what? That sounds a lot better than some things I've been through my life, so... Right? I mean, if you're really that, that upset with how your day-to-day is going, why not pretend you're from another planet? Can I just say as a book nerd, I do appreciate you guys basing your cult around a book. I'm glad some people of this generation are still reading. Right? <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing. They're, they're not reading the book. It's 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 that they're being influenced online by other people to believe this crap. <sighs> Further on in the article, <laughs> certain personality characteristics may also incline some people to believe in the notion of starseeds. For instance, if you are fantasy prone or often confuse imagery and real events. You may see the theory of alien consciousness as profound and desirable. So everyone's 17 and under right, right now. In psychological terms, this is known as source monitoring error, which is a type of unconscious memory error whereby a person gets confused between what's real and accurate and what's unreal and imagined. So every single motherfucker on the internet. It's commonly seen in schizophrenia, oh, and research has no. found links between schizoid personality disorder a common disorder considered to be mild form of schizophrenia, and the belief in conspiracy theories. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no, he just pointed at me. <laughs> a further mean. effect that can encourage such beliefs is what's known as ontological confusion. This occurs when people cannot discriminate between metaphorical and factual statements, such as old furniture knows things about the past. These may be interpreted more literally than metaphorically, and so make it more likely that people then endorse pseudoscientific transcendent theories. This is especially true when the source of the information is perceived to be trustworthy and knowledgeable, dubbed the Einstein effect. This is where the trusted sources of information are given more credence because of the social credibility they possess. Well then, so you pointed at me through all that. You think I'm going to come up and say I'm a star child? No, you're, they're not star childs, Ashley. They're star seeds. Sorry. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. No. no. I, I, it's just, what? where are we going in modern society where we're well past the point of, you know, not understanding a lot of things around us? How are we still buying into these fantastical notions of star seeds and flat earth? I mean, we... <laughs> Where's the disconnect between people and 
reality. Okay, the last thing we want to do on this podcast is piss off the Flat Earth people. Oh, no. These are like our main clientele. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. We have no clientele. It's just you. Right? Thank you, one listener. (laughs) I just, I don't know. Okay, I think that's all we've got for you today, folks. I'm Stan. I'm Ashley. You need to follow us everywhere. We're everywhere now. You can't get rid of us. We are officially on TikTok on Strange Shenanigans. Find us on Instagram, Strange Shenanigans Podcast. While you're at it, go over to that weird site, Tumblr. Teach me how to use it, but we're there under the Strange Show. Right. But teach me how to use it. It's like really confusing. We're also on Twitter and Podbean as The Strange Show. Be sure to download all the episodes so that you get all of our ridiculous antics. Listen obsessively and don't forget to share it with Grandma. Right? Grandmas matter too. They do. See you on the strange side.